September, or as many people in the Northern Hemisphere know it, back to school season. This is a podcast where I talk a little bit about the energy at school. And the reason why I'm bringing it forward now is that one of the things that many parents forget, but that comes up a lot in behavioral issues and in states of being is that young people tend to be more energy sensitive. And so when they make the transition to go back to school, in particular from a comfortable home life summer vacation that they may have just had, or perhaps it's the first time going to school in a few years, we have to take into account that they are moving into an entirely different social environment as well as an energy environment. And so the purpose of this podcast is to talk a little bit about the energy that young people meet at school and also in so doing to bring forward some of the ways that you as a parent or guardian are able to recognize when behaviors related to energy might be coming up. And the reason why this is important is because as any adult who is energy sensitive and who went to school knows, going to school can be a difficult but also exciting activity. And one of the main reasons where the difficulties can come into play is that we as energy sensitive people have the capacity not only to pick up a whole bunch of this extra energy in this high volume space, but also to feel it. And so for us, school can become a place that that makes us feel sick, that we start to avoid, or that we come home from and sometimes act a bit crazy as a result of. This podcast is an honest conversation spoken from somebody who was an energy-sensitive kid, who became an energy-sensitive graduate student, who became an energy-sensitive university lecturer, who then now coaches families and energy-sensitive children through this process. Come on in. It's time for some more Crow Medicine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is me, your host, Katie Indy Crow. And as you heard in the introduction, today we are going to talk about the energy at school. The format that this podcast will follow is pretty simple. At first, we're going to just talk about the energy of classrooms and give you a better idea of some of the threads or exposure points that your child or you, if you're a student, might be encountering. In the second segment after this one, I'm going to then talk about signs that you or your child are picking up on energy at school. And then in the third segment, I'm going to address a few things that you might like to bring into your life to help yourself and them process it. And before moving on any further, I wanted to say I also have a special learning experience that is also just now available. It is linked in the comment or in the description section of this podcast and you can come join it if you want to learn more about anything that I say here today. But the point of me coming forward and saying this is that I know that this is a transitional time for a lot of people and my whole thing is I like to get information out there that is going to help people have an improved quality of life and when it comes to going to school for young people this is the epicenter of a lot of their waking hours, many days of the week. And so being energy supportive or being supportive caretakers and parents, one of the things that we are able to do is to recognize that they are going into and coming out of this vastly different space that contains all kinds of different things going on with it that 
don't happen in home and that maybe you're not thinking about. And because they are people, we know that we know from all of the recent podcasts, especially the ones, why do I feel more energy and talking about auric fields that people have the ability and the capacity to feel energy in their environments and that that energy can stick around in their auric field. And when that happens, that can lead to real life circumstances such as not feeling well, taking on the behavior of that energy, becoming negative and low vibrational, starting to not like life, and starting to take on different behaviors and characteristics that temporarily or in the long term that may not be our own. And so as an energy sensitive kid who became energy aware, the difference I make there is that, you know, being energy sensitive is something that just about everybody is. And one of the things that is going to be different about the generation that we are raising right now than our generation, even mine, which I'm like maybe 20 years older than your kids, is that this kind of knowledge that we're going to talk about here and that I talk about on this podcast when it comes to energy management is going to become everyday stuff for a lot of people in this world. And that's not because they are weak or there's something wrong with them. Oh, I'm energy sensitive. So I'm like somehow debilitated and cannot do anything right. No, 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 no. We have to change the vocabulary and the discourse on that. And one of the ways we do it is through empowerment. And so becoming energy aware means we know that energy exists. We know that it is in the environment around it. us. We know that we can feel it. And so because we have all of those knowledges, then we then are able to take that into account and act on it. We don't have to be dragged down. And one of the things that is very important to all of us people who love children is supporting them to feel safe in their bodies, comfortable, <clears throat> comfortable in their activities, and also on an energy level to allow them to be in their own fields and not affected by some of the other things that they come up in when they go into a classroom. So let's talk a little bit more about what young people or any person going into a classroom is feeling. Now, as I said, I'm going to be orienting this in a family-oriented parenting language because I think right now a lot of parents are becoming interested in this. If you are currently a university student, a college student, or a, a high school or junior high student who's listening to this, maybe even elementary school, hi to everyone. I'm speaking generally here. If you have any questions, you can email me or ask your parents to email me at katieindiecrow at gmail.com. I will make more podcasts for people on this. In general, anyone who is going into school, let's think about the energy of school, right? So the school is a physical building, right? And in that physical building, buildings hold energy. So you know that there is energy in your household. You know you have energy or a vibe in a space. Well, your school is a space. And so that space holds energy. And so let's, without getting too detailed about it, let's talk about some of the factors that happen within or energy sources that exist within a school to create the overall energy of a school. So for one, it's the energy of other people in the classroom that your child or you are with. Did you know that sitting next to people and being in a same room with them is in some ways putting yourself in an energy container with them? And so what winds up happening is that when you're in close proximity to people, uh, you are able to take on or start feeling 
what it is that they have going on in their energy field. And so not all people are conscious that this happens, but some people really are. One of the things that you're going to be able to notice as a person who may be, be going from being energy sensitive to being energy aware is noticing if you have a difference in the way that you feel when you're sitting next to people. One of the reasons why it's important to think about these kinds of things, right, is that the kids and the teachers that go to schools and the, the people that fill up a building, they all have these, they all have lives. And they are complex. And some of these lives are fun and happy and inspiring. And some of them are not. And there are, unfortunately, children who are sitting in classrooms and teachers who are leading classes who are very unhappy people. And they have their reasons for that. This is not a judgment conversation about them. Because whether we're happy or not, a lot of people have to just soldier on and keep going every day, right? So we wind up sometimes being sat next to someone who's having a really rough time in life or being in close proximity to someone who is, and that can start wearing off on us. Another factor, school buildings are in general places that have a ton of technology. So you've got printers, you've got computers, tablets, overhead projectors, cell phones of students, Wi-Fi, and, and sometimes the school even has like a Wi-Fi or like a, a phone tower nearby, which I think is just crazy. And overhead lights, um, science equipment, all of these different things have an energetic vibration. And so one of the things that you have to think about that you've been learning through other, other things I've been talking about here is that when we put ourselves into environments our energy body and our auric field can start getting eroded and it, we can start having little holes and porousnesses <laughs> where energy can start flowing out so our energy can start feeling drained or other people's energy or the technology energy can start flowing in. Being connected to other people's energy and other people's technology or and technology energy can be a source of rapid vibrational lowering. And this is something that oftentimes we do not think about as happening. So one of the things that's very important in these circumstances is to get in play a daily auric field practice. And I'm going to talk about that more in the next section. I just wanted to mention here that even if your child's life is happy, even if they are well adjusted and they are healthy and you are A plus parenting and, they're a and, and everything's going really well, just by virtue of being exposed to that much technology, their auric fields will be being eroded. And so just like you as a person in an office space might notice yourself feeling kind of off if you spent too much time around the computers or the phones and you haven't cleared your energy or built up your field, that happens to them too. And in fact, they feel it even more because of their close proximity to other people and their interactions with them that are happening at a high volume, like when it's time to change classrooms, like when they're in group activities, like when they're moving from different spaces. And so another factor that I wanted to talk about is that in addition to the technology, in addition to, you know, the, the, the vibration of all of the people and whatever is going on with their lives in the classroom, Young people also have some personal experiences at school that can be vibrational lowering and that can be traumatizing and that can hurt them and, sh and chip away at their energy body, energy field, self-esteem, self-confidence. And ultimately, in that 
and that start raising kind of issues with self-esteem, self-connection, feeling safe, feeling like they want to go to school. And so what do I mean by that? You know, not all of my listeners are from America, but a lot of them are. And this might horrify some people, but a lot of children in America have to go through metal detectors and see police officers at their school each day. And I'm not criticizing, so please don't hear this as a political statement. It's just one to stay that that's, that's hard on the psyche of a child. And that's difficult, weird stuff for them to have to experience knowing and feeling that school can be so unsafe sometimes that they have to have a metal detector and a police officer there. And many times whenever those metal detectors and police officers stop things, that's a really wonderful thing. So again, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying putting yourself even through that kind of technology erodes your auric field. Putting yourself through that kind of situation and context erodes your auric field putting yourself in a space where you might have to think about your safety like that when you're supposed to be able to relax and learn erodes your auric field. And so these are just things that happen every day at school for kids in particular in America that we have to think about other stuff that happens. I mean, school is school. (laughs) We remember being embarrassed. We remember, you know, having a crush on someone and that person not liking us back. We remember some of the trials and tribulations of the great lessons that you learn as you are growing up and going to school. You know, getting to be a person and trying out who you are outside of the household and how that person is received by others is exciting, but it's also terrifying. And it's very important to remember that as our children or as we come and go from school each day, there are new and different challenging experiences that are there because that's what school is designed for. Now, because this is a podcast about energy management at school, you can probably guess that the next thing I'm going to say is that one of the ways that we turn ourselves from being energy sensitive to energy aware and from being bombarded by all of these senses and potentially having them weigh us down to being comfortable in our skin and happy to be who we are and feeling safe and confident to express that is we do basic things to help ourselves manage energy on a day-to-day basis and more importantly than that we build up our energy body and our work field so that we are able to protect ourselves from feeling too much of anything all around us because as i'm going to talk about in the next section when we are bombarded by or are exposed to or enter into a high volume energy space that's all something that we are going to then feel in our work field. And if we don't give ourselves ample support releasing it, we can wind up carrying it around for a lot of days. And as parents know, sometimes when kids come home from school, they feel a little different. Maybe there are tummy aches that happen and disappear. Well, in the next section, like I said, we're going to have a little conversation about some of the behavioral and emotional and physical experiences that arise in contexts where a lot of energy is being experienced and not managed. This is the part of the podcast that I am most excited to deliver because I feel that it will help people find answers where sometimes they have not been able to in previous school years. And so picking up where we left off in the last section, School is a high-volume energy space. 
There are many different things that we do when we have a lot of energy in our org fields that are not necessarily easily communicated, especially by young people who do not yet have an emotion vocabulary or an energy expression vocabulary built in. So in these cases, some of the things that you can do as a parent is to observe their state of being and the types of things they're doing and when and work with that as an indicator on if they have been maybe feeling oversaturated with energy and if they need extra support releasing it. And from there, you're able to determine what to do next. So these are some of the typical behaviors uh, and energy expressions that people who pick things up from the environment around them might do. And some of them are sort of unexpected, which is why I'm excited to talk about it to you. So one of the first ones to bring forward is frequent calls to come home because there is a sick tummy or a headache. This is in particular telling if that sick tummy or headache goes away within an hour or so of being home. Does this mean that they are fakers? No. <laughs> one of the things that we have to remember, like I said in the last segment, is that this energy that kids work with and feel at school can sometimes be overwhelming. If they are sitting next to a child who has had an abusive situation at home or is highly emotional or highly volatile, and they are not, you know, they may, your child may in fact be feeling that energy and it may in fact be rumbling around in their energy body and giving off the energy or the physical expression of feeling sick. Think about it in your own terms. When you are around somebody who has a really negative energy, do you sometimes feel like a headache <laughs> or like rumbling around in your stomach like something's moving around in there? Kids feel that too. And so in particular, if they don't yet have the vocabulary or the knowledge to identify what's going on, that can be really confusing and it is natural for them to want to come home. And so that's something to look out for. Another thing, uh, on characteristic behavior, popping up at school, especially if this behavior doesn't exist at home. Same philosophy is sometimes whenever we are exposed to a high volume of a certain type of behavior, maybe there's a rowdy classroom, we are more likely to energetically pick up on that behavior. And sometimes part of the processing process is acting it out as we release it. Now, sometimes this is the cultural mimicking thing that kids do at school within <laughs> cultural patterns are also energy patterns. And so it's interesting to look at the overlap of the two. One of the other things that, but I mean, one of the main things that you can really identify, it's an energy thing, as opposed to a cultural behavior that they're picking up is if it's only situational and it only happens in certain places. If it's something they're picking up, you will notice that your child will be fairly consistent in doing it wherever they're at. You know how they operate. So another thing that happens, frequently not wanting to go to school or feeling extreme anxiety or paranoia about going um, or feeling extreme anxiety and paranoia when they come home. This is an indication, well, of a number of things. So in the shorthand, one of the main things that it's an indication of is that their soul or their energy body is for whatever reason, pushing them away from the experience and so sometimes it's that they just don't want to go and they'd rather hang out at home. Sure. But other times it's to do with their, they feel overwhelmed quickly when they get there. And what are they overwhelmed by? Well, that magnitude of energy and technology that they're exposed to, or perhaps some bullying that they saw on the way there, or, you know, there's a multitude of things that could come up. 
when children don't want to go places in particular, if they really liked those places before or they really like them sometime, it is an indication something is up. Back to the anxiety and the nervousness thing. If your child is exhibiting a lot of nervousness and anxiety in school and at school, and in particular, if they don't do it outside of school, that is a sign, again, that they're picking up energy of people at school. There, Like I'm going to tell you in the next segment, there are things we can do about this. Automatically, um, you know, I'll just leave it at that. One of the next things that I want to talk about is... Um, Showing a wide range of emotions at home or at school without there being an apparent cause directly related to that emotion. So this could be something that they do at school or something that they could do at home, like I said. And what it would look like is just absolutely flipping the lid for no reason. And it's not just hormones or feeling extremely wound up and giddy with excitement and or perhaps working with and, and saying words or phrases that they are not normally heard of saying and it's not a cultural change these are all indications that they are processing and working through something that they picked up at school that day processing is important so i'll mention it in the next paragraph as well but i'll begin this conversation here when i say processing it can mean thinking about something but in an energy sense, and in particular how I'm talking about it here, it means helping move the energy out of the field. Because once an energy is in our energy field, in our work field, we start wearing it, we behave it, and it it, it can become a part of us if we don't take practical action to shift it out. And so the soul and the body are magnificent. They will start taking their own actions to shift out vibrational behavior and energy behavior that is, is harmful to the body system and harmful to the energy system. And so part of that shifting it out is actually acting out. And so although acting out is in no way the preferred activity, if you notice this happening in a pattern around school, it's a pretty good indication that your child needs some help processing the energy and releasing the energy that they are getting from their environment or something that happened there. And in, in helping them do that, you will bring them back to their center space where they're back at their baseline, being who they are, feeling who they are, and being able to continue on in power and strength. And so in this segment, I talked about some of the ways that you might be able to identify that your child is experiencing um energy management related issues at school so they, they they there are other ones this is a short podcast if you'd like to stay here more stay tuned because i will be talking about this again picking right up where we left off the number one thing i'm going to recommend that you do is start setting up moments where you are going to be able to a Build up that org field so that it naturally repels the energy in the environment around them. And B, that you start setting up a little bit of an energy management practice to tune their org fields and energy bodies and or to clear out the energy that they're picking up at the end of the day. And C, I'm going to recommend just a few tools that you might like to work with to do it that pretty much everybody has at home. And so let's get started. So the first part that is important to think about is that your children are energy beings just like you are an energy being. And so the same kinds of philosophies that work for us, such as, you know, if we feel too much from our environment, that's a sign we have a porous auric field. 
apply. And this is a wonderful thing because many parents who are going to be here have already learned about these basic things. And so now you get to apply them with your children. And if you haven't learned them, welcome and congratulations for being here. There's nothing wrong with being new to this. We're all starting from somewhere. Now, the auric field is, like I have explained in other podcasts, like why do we feel so much more energy? It is part of the physical body soul overlay. And so your auric field extends and exists all around you and it feels energy in your environment. So it's your auric field that's first picking up the energy that you bring into your physical body to feel and experience. And so auric fields are not terrible. It's just that when we have an auric field that is not healed or trained, it can be a bit of a problem in that we bring forward a whole lot of stuff into our energy body and thus our physical body that can be very uncomfortable to handle and can be some of the things that cause the behaviors that we talked about in the last segment and experiences like sick tummies and not feeling well. And so one of the reasons why auric field management is the top number one thing to do is that it helps build up and keep that energy body strong and pure and clear. And it helps your child stay in their own vibration, which is one of the best things that you can do. And so before school auric field building and after school auric field building exercise is something that I highly recommend you do. The second point, smudging. Smudging is something that you should never underestimate the power of and that children of all ages pretty much like to do and can get into. You do not always have to smudge with a stick of Palo Santo or an herb. You may also smudge with an essential oil, which I suppose is an herb made into an oil, into a spray. <laughs> you can use sound uh, or clapping. You can also work with smudging or sorry, building light into your hands and moving it away that way. The point of doing a smudge is to purify the electrons and the energy transmitters that are affixed to your physical body and your invisible body. So that's your energy body. And it helps to on that physical level do that. But on a metaphysical level, smudging along with the intention i release any energy that is not theirs i release or cut any cords that were formed at school today um i invite this much to help purify my field or i invite this much to help purify the field of my child are all things and intentions and affirmations that you can work with to have the smudge do a little bit of a different job in collaboration with you smudge is so frequently used because it is incredibly powerful for that reason. So give it a try. Another thing that you can do is to work with things like crystals to send with your child in their book bag or to have on the bracelet if they're allowed to wear them at school. One of the reasons that I recommend crystals, in particular things like rose quartz, is that they are excellent vibration holders. And so if your child is somebody who is energy aware or energy or sensitive or somewhere in the journey of figuring out where they are at, something like a rose quartz that they can hold in their hand if they feel like they need some reassurance to pump up their work field or that just comes around with them that helps to keep themselves nice and strong and clear also helps keep them tuned to the vibration of love, which is what rose quartz represents. So if your child is having a specific issue come up at school, you can work with different crystals to support them in that. So Jasper can be a really good for one for grounding. Obsidian can be a really good one for repelling negative energy if they're picking up a lot of that stuff. I personally really like to work with uh, high vibrational crystals like Andara's because they 
are able to do a number of different jobs. And so working with anything that you have in the home that your child has shown like a close connection to and that they like, it also helps them bring a piece of home to school that helps them feel comfortable. Now, having said all of that, I just am in the process of releasing a brand new learning experience where I go in depth into some of the behavioral management and energy management tools that people who are listening to this podcast and who haven't been building them yet might like to come and study and learn about. This is a quick study program, so you're not going to have to invest a lot of time into it as a parent. But what it is, it's it's information that you can work with to support identifying the energy streams the young people are identifying at school, setting up an energy management routine and plan, and most importantly, going more into the topic of is this energy related, assessing behavior and state of being as it relates to being at school and home. And of course, because it's an energy management course, there will be energy management strategies that you can work with to help your young people build up the tools and the vocabulary to identify what is going on in their lives. I have also mentioned auric fields and auric field tuning and clearing at multiple points throughout this podcast. So I would be remiss not to say that I also have a brand new auric field course that you can work with. It's called Org Field Clinic, and it gives you the specific tools that you would need to ground and clear and align and build up an org field and could be something that you might enjoy studying yourself um, so that you can help support your children and or that you might even like to study together as a family depending on what age they are. Now, if this is a topic you would like to hear more about, be sure to subscribe to this podcast because I will be bringing this forward more soon. Working with families and grounding energy in positive ways to improve quality of life is something that I am passionate about. So if you have any questions, do feel invited to email me at katieindycurl at gmail.com and ask them. If I have an answer, I will bring it forward in a podcast, a post, or a future course. You can also find me on Facebook at Crow Medicine Katie or at my blog, www.crow-medicine.com. I want to send a big thank you to everyone out there for listening. You being here and being open-minded to these ideas and being willing to support yourself and your children as learners is a powerful thing, and I congratulate you for that. Thank you so much for being here and honoring me by hearing these few thoughts that I expressed today. Take care, and we will be back with another installment of Crow Medicine soon. All the love, Katie Indie Crow. Thank you.